Hello and welcome back to what is our podcast called? Oddman and Squeak. Well done. It's been uh, three weeks and already <laughs> it's gone. All of our our mind is our collective mind. Our two brain cells they're two no longer rubbing together. Yeah. We took a break. Uh, we got to episode thirteen and then we were like, Do you know what? That seems like a good place to take a break. We went to Cornwall. We communed with uh, nature. Mostly seagulls. Mostly seagulls. Mostly pubs. <laughs> <laughs> that well-known nature reserve for the British yes. public. I mean, we sat outside. <laughs> we did. What I found really funny was, so, our number one superfan, Alex. Yes. Um, as well as our other number one superfan, Oscar. Yes. Um, were both on this holiday with us. And Alex, when we went into our first pub, was like, Lily, I don't want to offend you, so I've heard you have lots of feelings about the round system. Am I allowed to enter into a round with you? Am I not allowed to enter into a round with you? <laughs> like, what's the the calling here? I just, I don't want you to be angry at me. <laughs> it's like, we're on holiday. We're just going to be doing rounds. And some people aren't going to buy rounds. And that's, we're just going to have to resign ourselves that some people are terrible. And that's fine. <laughs> so I didn't buy a single drink the entire time I was in Cornwall. And I need you to know, Lily that I offered to buy a drink at nearly every second pub every day. And every single time I offered to buy a drink, it, either Mary or you or whoever else it was would just look at me in the eye and be like, you drink Coke? No. <laughs> because that makes sense. I'm like, it, I'm like, that's not a real drink. Like, <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> You're not, you're not in the round system. You're just an addendum to yeah, people's Yeah, I rounds. am. I'm an addendum to the rounds. So everyone would be doing their rounds. And then in every single round, a, like a glass of a pint of Coke would appear in front of me. And by about the third day, I was like, okay, I feel like I feel like I should buy a round now. I've like earned, you know, the amount of Cokes that I've drunk. I've like earned into the round. And still it was just like, yeah, no. Because it was a constant <laughs> fight between me and Mary when we were drinking as to who bought the round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it turns out the Darvels have very strong feelings on that. They do. And and that's one of the things I appreciate about this podcast. It's um it's become the the etiquette uh podcast for our friendship group. <laughs> they can listen to this and know what it is that we like and don't like in our worried, social settings. If you're worried that you pissed off Lily, have a listen to the podcast and she'll mention it in a really <laughs> Not subtle way. <laughs> I, as a person, am incapable of subtlety. <laughs> there's, there's no subtlety whatsoever. No, I am a, a blunt instrument. That is it. <laughs> um, I don't do subtlety. But okay, now I can do subtlety. You very can be well, very subtle. Uh, but I'm more inclined to just say to your face, <laughs> "I don't like that you do that." <laughs> Accurate. She's done it to me. She's done it to every single person I know that she knows. I'm like, I don't like this thing about you. What? You just gestured to all of me. Yeah. I think that that's one of the like joys of your like having a relationship with either of us is yeah. you know where you stand with us. Right. I'm like, if we're talking, I'm probably fine with you. Mm-hmm. And if we're not talking, I'm also probably fine with you. <laughs> <laughs> if you talk to me and I don't respond, you're well, probably f- yeah, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about 
because um, they were feeling guilty about ghosting someone. Mm. Um, but they ghosted somebody that they met at a wedding once, okay. had a really awkward time with, and then he tried to keep the conversation going afterwards. That's not a ghosting. And she, no. And she just stopped responding. She was like, I feel kind of bad. I'm like, no, there's like a minimum amount of time you have to have invested with somebody yeah. before you have to have an explanation of why you're not talking to them anymore. That's not a ghosting. That's just not starting. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm like, okay, so I find this in particular. So if you have a romantic relationship with somebody where you have certain commitments, right? If you have any collective commitment, like a uh, a contract to rent somewhere mm. or, or holiday plans or something like that, and you have a problem with that person, then you have a responsibility as a person to have a conversation with that person. Right? Yeah. If you have nothing holding you together at all and a certain amount of time hasn't passed, then you don't owe that person an explanation of why you're no longer talking to them. Yeah. I agree. You know, you can just let it fizzle out. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's how most adult relationships end. It's a thing. I, it, it's a product of um, how connected we are online, really, because back in the day, this happened all the time, but you wouldn't really notice it. Yeah. Because you didn't have other ways of being fully connected to that person 24-7. Whereas now, they're on your Facebook. You have to make an active decision to remove someone from your social sphere. Yeah. Um, whereas before, you would just drift apart and then it would be like, oh, you remember that person that I used to know? And I never oh. remove anybody from social because I really don't post to social that much. Yeah. So I'm like, you're not really getting much from me by remaining friends on Facebook, you know? When I've made a decision to remove someone from my life, I will remove them from social. Yeah. Uh, I, I will actively remove them from everything. And I've only done that once in the last five years. Yeah. Um, but when I made the decision, I was like, cool, the decision's made. I've told them yeah. that I'm removing them. I've told them my reasoning for why I'm removing them. Uh, and then I went forth and I did it. Mm. Um, so that's less of a ghosting and more of a decapitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I do. I, I think it's one of those things where you also don't have to have had some sort of world-ending, oh, fuck you, fuck everything right? you stand for, in order to not be friends. No. And like, I have a very, very weird, like, not weird, I have a very normal approach, I think, in terms of the way I see other people working, where I have an object permanence issue. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're not in front of me, I kind of forget we're friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people have that, you know, um... And it's understanding that it's okay to... It's that thing of, like, when you've been apart for a long time and then you meet up and it's like no time has passed at all and you're absolutely fantastic, but then you're out of each other's sight again and it goes back to no contact. And that's fine. Mm. You don't have to be best friends chatting every day with every single person in your life. And I think that's really unhealthy. Yeah, I completely agree. Because it's, it's like when we post uni... You know, we were living in very different places mm-hmm. with a lot of time between. But that didn't mean that we weren't friends. No. It just meant, because I'm terrible at communicating <laughs> over anything that isn't face-to-face, yeah. which made lockdown interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it meant that Tam always knew that even though you're way more connected yeah. than I am with friends, typically, yeah, you always knew that all it was waiting for was the next time we met up. Yeah. 
So I, you'd just message me and be like, hey, do you want to come up for a weekend? Or hey, I'm coming to London soon. Yeah. Hey. And it just meant that like I actively looked at, you know, coming to London every few months to kind yeah. of be like, we're going to spend the weekend together. And I might only see you for like one day that weekend or I might the, I might come and stay with you for the, the whole weekend. Um, but I didn't feel lacking in our friendship just because we weren't yeah. talking every day but it's also about that communication aspect to it as well because i have um so one of my other friends jen know and love we're celebrating mm-hmm. a decade of friendship soon yeah very excited um but we have very different styles of friendship because jen is very much um her la- love language is checking in yes um and she does it incredibly well i've never seen anybody else manage relationships quite as successfully as she does she's absolutely fantastic about it and it's wonderful but the sort of flip side of that is and you know and the same for every positive trait there's a flip side right yeah and the flip side is if you don't respond to her check-ins she can start to feel unappreciated quite Mm. quickly which is very very reasonable yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i am a terrible person and so i (laughs) i know that because my relationship with jen is very valuable to me um that I need to break my own <laughs> terribleness. I need yeah. to break that hab- habit of being hard to contact and terrible at anything but face-to-face in order to communicate with Jen when she checks in. Because otherwise... Because it's just knowing about like what the expectations are from that friend. Mm-hmm. And if that friend is a friend you want to keep, meeting those expectations. Yeah. I think like a really great example is, um, you know, over the past year with... Uh, all of my mental health problems. Um, <laughs> Washing machines live longer with Calgon. Um, I have a, I have a subject. I have a, a story about washing machines live longer with Calgon. Um, but quickly, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, you know, you became much more active in my DMs over the last year in terms of like checking up on me and being like, "Hey, are you okay? Uh, hey, have you made it out of bed today? Hey." Uh, you know, have you eaten today? <laughs> when was the last time you ate? When was the last time you slept more than three hours? When was... <laughs> have you talked to anyone today? Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you told me on Friday that you weren't feeling well. And my response to that was, and you were like, I'm not feeling too great. I'll come around and see you on Sunday. And my response was, cool, cool, take care, rest up. And then just didn't speak to you again for the whole weekend. Which is perfect, because you know that's all I want. I was like, cool. But absolutely, because when I go... Yeah, absolutely. We just It's about knowing what somebody else needs from you at that time. Yeah. Right? That's what half a friendship is, anyway. Is, is being there when you're needed, and yeah. Like, yeah, being sensible. Yeah, it, and I think it's also the difference between like a response to uh, physical illness versus mental illness. Uh, because I know if I'm physically ill, I don't want to look at my phone and have to like think with my brain. Yeah. And you know, I just want to, I just want to wallow in this nausea, um, <laughs> and like watch some Criminal Minds. That's it. Yeah. Don't don't Absolutely. try and engage me. Whereas if it's like if I'm mentally very unwell, probably someone should check in on me. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it was like Friday night, all I did was play Stardew Valley and continue to finish, oh, I finished the whole of How I Met Your Mother now. Oh, brilliant. Well yeah. done. It took me a fucking month. You got month. to the, <laughs> the most uh, yeah. pathetic, just... It just... I haven't, I haven't finished Game of Thrones because I stopped watching it when it got bad. 
which for me was about like maybe the end of season four or season five. I can't remember. Um, but then I heard how badly it ended and I was just like, I'm not going to invest in that. Yeah. But I was, I was down in the trenches with How I Met Your Mother, like religiously watched that show every week. Um, the problem is, right, and it's, it's always the same problem when it comes down to that sort of sitcom type show. Doesn't age well. All the characters no. are terrible people. The only person that I will defend to my dying breath is Marshmallow. Yeah. Um, because he is the cutest human yeah. being to ever Marshall exist. was great. Um, um, and I'll, I'll, and I'll always defend that, um, the countdown episode. Was, oh yeah, absolutely Still brilliant. to this day, brilliant and devastating. Absolutely. And there are a couple of standout episodes yeah. that are just fun yeah. and worth watching. Um, um but, but dear God. Ted can go fucking suck a dick and die in a fire for all I yeah. care. Because he does... <sighs> this is not how I met your mother show, but I just need a couple of moments here, guys. Okay. Ted does all the holier than thou, oh, it's all about romance and blah, blah, blah. But then all, does all the same bullshitty stuff that Barney does. Yeah. But without the self-awareness, like, Barney at no point is like, I'm a decent person. He's like, no, I'm terrible. Like, yeah. I lie to women in order to have sex with them. And, like, meanwhile, Ted's like, yeah, so I... Ted is a nice guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Ted's like, oh, well, I don't pretend to be a Russian prince or whatever. And you're like, no, but you straight up lied to them and said that you weren't from New York and you were there as a tourist. You do everything You do all the same stuff. Um, And at least with Barney, because the attraction of Barney is the fact that it is Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Um, playing him and so it's hilarious seeing Neil Patrick Harris playing this like absolutely audacious uh, douche bro straight man yeah um, but you know it, it's that's, that's and nobody him. pretends he's anything other than yeah no no one's making excuses for him no one's being well, like they, they do make excuses for him well, yeah but 100%. I mean I meant like us as the audience yeah. we're not watching that and being like oh no but actually he's a good person no we straight up are like, nah, he's a he's a douche. Um, but Ted constantly is trying to be like, I'm the nice guy, my lady. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and then actually, I think the worst person in it is Lily. You hate Lily. I really, so really much. hate her. I, I don't know if it's because she's a namesake. Yeah. Um, but I think you made a really good point because I was like, oh, but personality-wise, she doesn't do as many reprehensible things as... But no, she does one big, massive reprehensible thing, which is the But finances. she's also... So she... Finances is the big one for yeah. me because I'm like, undermining somebody else's financial future is one of the worst things you can do to a person. Yeah. Like, that's just so much stress... So yeah. much insecurity. It has such like, long-lasting yeah. damage. I mean, I already told you today, like, I'll throw hands at anyone that kind of, like, um, risks any of my kind of, like, financial security. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's something that underpins... Like, it's always... It's that thing that people say, is like, money can't buy happiness. Bullshit. But, <laughs> which is bullshit. But, I mean, it's... Money can't buy happiness, but it can certainly fucking make it easier. And not having money is like guaranteeing yeah. miserableness. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what, so that I'm like, you're fucking dead to me, Lily, like terrible thing to do to a person. Um, dumping him and going to San Francisco. Yeah. And then coming back and expecting to just jump straight back into things. Yeah. I'm like, that was never, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't know in a relationship, you can't expect somebody to serve penance. Yeah. And I'm like, you serve no penance. Like mm-hmm. Jesus, you ruined a man. And then, for no fucking reason. Yeah. 
Um, and then the it's just the constant manipulation. Yeah. Like the realization that this whole time she's been like subtly breaking Ted up with girlfriends. Yeah. And like whenever she like manipulates somebody into doing something and she's you know, the always the one that they bring in to manipulate somebody into yeah. something and yeah. and you're just like, Jesus woman. She is you're terrible. Like, you're a terrible human and you're hiding behind this oh well and the whole fucking stealing shit from people. Yeah. To teach them a lesson. Oh, yeah. And you're like, you can't... Ha- like, on a basic level... Okay, so when... I get where she's coming from with the... Take a toy away from a kindergartner... Yeah. Who is misbehaving. Yeah. But if you're just straight up stealing things from <laughs> yeah. people... With... The, I'm sorry, you're a fucking adult. Yeah. Deal with things like an adult. <laughs> and stop pretending that everything is solved by preschool politics. Yeah. <laughs> It dri- she drives me insane. As far as I'm concerned, she is the worst person, like, just as a person yeah. on that show. I mean, I, I still... Ted is my number one. I hate him so much. But he at least has good moments. Whereas for me, I'm like... I hate his face. You really fucking don't. <laughs> I hate his face. I hate everything about him. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But it's, it's like... So, Robin, I'm like... They didn't really do much work building out Robin. Yeah. So yeah. she's hard to hate. Yeah. Because really, there's not much to her character. Yeah, she's apart pretty from she's wonderful. focused on her career. Yeah. Yeah. And she's pretty much just there as a um, tool to get other people in the show to play out various yeah. things of their own development. Yeah. And, yeah. you know... Ted doesn't make any changes to his personality no. until the last three episodes where he's suddenly like, oh, I'm, I'm so mature about love and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, it would be nice if you'd shown any of that mm-hmm. at any point up until this point. It's just not a show that has aged well at all. Yeah. Um, because it, it is such, it's like watching Friends nowadays and some of the stuff on there. Um, but I think even Friends has kind of aged better. Because Friends, also, it was made far earlier. Like, How I Met Your Mother does not have the same... No, it doesn't have the kind of like, oh, this was made in the 90s and yeah, whatever, whatever. Because it was mid-2000s. Up until like 2014. 2014, yeah. And you're just like, no, like, stop pretending that this wasn't a problem then. It was 100% uh-huh. a problem then and it's a problem now. The only reason they got away with half of the misogyny from... Ted and Barney yeah. is because um, Neil Patrick Harris is yeah. just a charming person. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, the amount of fat phobia oh was God, astonishing. Yeah. Just yeah. astonishing. I was like, I, I, oh. they tried so hard to be like, oh, we're, we're very, we're not homophobic because, you know, <laughs> Barney's brother's gay and black and therefore we can't be homophobic yeah. or racist. Yeah. But Jesus. Yeah, the whole thing was awful. <laughs> yeah. And every woman who wasn't in their group was treated terribly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Bradley Spears had a great cameo though. She did. <laughs> she did. Absolutely. And um what Nicole Scherzinger from oh, yeah, when she yeah, came yeah. in is Robin Sparkles duo yes. person. I thought she was great as well. Yeah. Um I thought I'd go back to my Calgon. Story. Yes, please do. Uh, I was at a 
okay, I don't remember what it was called, but you know those like caravan holidays, like Butlins and whatnot, mm. but it was like Tiger. It was a Tiger based one. I don't know. No, I Tony didn't. the Tiger, something like that. Um, and it was up in North Wales and I was, I was, I was away at this caravan and uh, there was this absolutely beautiful specimen of a man. Uh, I was 15, I think. Um, and uh, I wrangled my way into this man's good graces. And by man, I mean, he was like 16, 17. Um, but he was uh, an early proto himbo. Yeah. Um, incredibly good looking and buff but nary a thought behind them eyes. Um, <laughs> and I was like, this is it. This is going to be the greatest. I'm going to do all kinds of things with this, uh, you know, this this himbo gentleman. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and then one night on a Saturday, we uh, left the bar area where they were doing the Macarena and everything. Um, and we made out behind uh, the back of the bar and it was the wettest, oh no, foamiest, oh no, most disgusting kiss. Those are the two worst adjectives. <laughs> it was like wettest and foamiest. It was disgusting. Oh. Like his breath wasn't bad. That was good, but. It was like I was being drip. It was like I was making out with a Newfoundland, you know, like the drooliest uh. dog you've ever met in your life. And I told one of the other girls this when we went back into the club because there was there was like ev- all of us were trying to get with this guy because like when I say he was smoking, um, but again, no thoughts, <laughs> no thoughts, only vibes. Um, yeah, and so when I told her this. When he arrived back at the table with a drink for me, uh, strictly non-alcoholic, because um, I was 15, 15 yeah. um, she just started singing, washing machines live longer with Calgon. And then it just became a thing that for the whole week, anytime this guy turned up in our vicinity, everyone would start singing, washing machines live longer with Calgon. Um, and looking back on that, I feel bad (laughs) because, you know, that could be construed as bullying, but... It was bullying tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's not construed as... Well, on the plus side, he had a good time, uh, and I continued, uh, you know, having fun with him for the week, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was... I, I, I... basically convinced him that like kissing a neck was like so much better than making out on the mouth (laughs) i mean sometimes it's all about (laughs) i'm going to redirect your enthusiasm slightly slightly south yeah yeah uh so good times (laughs) foamy I'm not going to get over that for a while. It was, tomorrow. it was, yeah. And like, washing machines live longer with Calgon. It was the right, the right tone. Um. <laughs> Moving swiftly onwards from this really traumatic story. Um, we, we have a tin because I forgot the box. Yeah. We have a tin of questions. But we also have a, our first user submitted question. We do have a user submitted from, from our number one fan, Alex. Yeah, Oscar, you've got to do some catch up. You've got to submit some Smitsum. 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 and Flotsum. Flotsum. Yeah, Oscar and Liv got to submit some questions. The question from Alex is, if you were a malevolent fae, 
what would be your go-to method of consistently robbing modern humans of their names? Look, I'm a re-roll with you, okay? I would just always approach straight white cis men as a uh, diminutive blonde perky woman. I'd just stick it in the, the terms end. of conditions of an Apple contract. It's <laughs> a way to get souls in the modern day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but no, if you had to like physically get stuff from people, or you know what, even better if we're going like, the technological route, Buzzfeed quiz. Yeah. Or one of those like analysis. Just people the end give away user. their data constantly. Just the, the end user license agreement. Yeah. Just of everything. Or even if they need to actively opt in, those weird like let us analyze your profile and tell you which friends oh, actor yeah. you would yeah. be. You know, that... I or, mean, you know, give us your name and we'll tell you what, like, Myers-Briggs you yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> or um, sign up for competitions. Yeah. Sign up for a chance. But I... Who are these people that are signing up for these? I don't sign up for any competitions. Oh, I do it constantly. Because I'm like, one day ever. I'll win. I never, ever do. I've never won anything, but... The first... I, I, I did something on Instagram, um the other like a couple of weeks ago i did a tag two friends and follow this author and then i i won the arc of their book and i oh, was like wonderful. oh that's nice um it's called the upper world and apparently it's being made into a film by what's his name from uh of the get out fame oh yeah jordan peele yes apparently it's being made into a film by him so i was like cool that's cool I have that arc now. <laughs> there we go. So if you are a malevolent fae out there looking for some ideas, uh, we'll just give you some solid ones. Honestly, then... I hope you're already doing these, you know, like yeah, modern they're, times, they're you, you've got to be with. <laughs> down with the down with the times. But I was like, if I physically had to do something, I would just be an adorable, perky girl. Yeah. And I'd be like, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they would just hand it over because they are modern and they do not know to be a feared. Yeah. Of giving out their name. Absolutely. Oh. As with all things, prey on the stupid. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, try and do this one-handed. If you were a giant mega monster, which city would you rampage in? Okay, so I put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. Um, It would be an American city to begin with. And it would be one of the Midwest ones. Because I don't want to be rampaging somewhere that has, like, unique history. (laughs) (laughs) The shade! (laughs) Because, okay, so honestly, my first thought was Paris, because, well, Paris. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of history with Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan. Uh, Love France. Don't like Paris. Um, but then I was like, no, Paris has got some good history. It's got some interesting stuff. It's got some archaeology. It's a fantastic, gorgeous city. Right? So then I was like, do you know what? One of them, like, you know, uh, MDF, Ikea cities in Midwest America. I'd go on page through one of them. I was thinking, right, so it depends on your priorities as a monster, right? And my probably first priority is it's fun to stomp on, but it isn't going to, like hurt a lot of people because mm. i'm like let's be real if i'm rampaging through a city it's just because it's fun to smash buildings yeah rather than it being anything against the occupants of that absolutely city. so i'm thinking mining town in america you know oh. like one of those boarded up 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that would still be fun. Yeah. And then you get to, like, smash a power plant or something. Oh, yeah. And, and that mine. would give you, like, electrical tickles on your feet. Exactly. I think that would be that quite would be satisfying. But I can't think... I was think, trying to think of something in the UK. And I was like, we're such a small country that I can't think of many places that there's an actual city that doesn't have many people in it. Yeah. Unless you go for a really small city like Durham. But Durham's gorgeous. I Durham's gorgeous. Durham. And it has, like, historical significance, I think. If Reading were a city, oh, yeah. I'd stop Reading. Reading, for sure. Because fuck Reading. But it's not a city, <laughs> and it's been consistently denied city status, by the way. Which is so, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, my answer of a random MDF uh, Midwest city still stands, because yeah. they're so massively open plan that I could probably stomp around without actually hurting that many people. Also... It would be quite fun to have a military response. Yeah, it would. And if you're going to do it anywhere, I think America's the only place where right? the potential that the local police might yeah. have a tank. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you tank. could just pick it up. I'm like, just pick it up, open the top, empty the people out. Yeah. Like a pepper shaker. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. My I... cousin who is in, or used to be in a tank regiment in the Canadian Army, must just be like, Lee. What are you doing? <laughs> but you, I just had a thought though about being a mega monster rampaging through a city. Would it be like stepping on Legos? Because if so, Ooh, I don't then, know if I want to do it. Then you'd want to pick something that's like soft to break. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be too spiky. So you're going for something that is literally made out of MDF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In which case, I can't think of a single city where that's the case. <laughs> Well, now I'm thinking, rather than a city, maybe I should just be let loose in uh, the Arctic and I can just stomp through the snow. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I, especially as, like, polar bears are, like, super aggressive, so they probably attack. Right. And then that's, like, tickly. That's tickly. That's good. It's the only chance I'd ever have of stroking a polar bear <laughs> and not immediately dying. <laughs> this is very true. Which, let's be real, that's one of my main things, is I want to stroke a bear. And yes. that's just, I mean... I understand that that is that is a dream I'll only be able to do if I really have a death wish. Yes. Like if I'm dying of a terminal disease, I want my last act to be petting a bear. <laughs> I feel like you've just answered one of the other questions that's in the tin. Oh, possibly. What's your adult make a wish? <laughs> <laughs> Let me cuddle a grizzly. <laughs> Let me go out in a blaze of bloody ribbons. Absolutely. Cuddle the grizzly. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. I'm going to pick one. You have a year to be at... Oh, you have a year to be the best at something. What would you aim for? So I feel like initially you really do have to go niche, right? Yes. It can't be something that lots of people do because I'm just, as a person, not particularly competent. Yeah. I don't know why my thought, my first thought was some form of crochet thing, but then I was like, oh God, I'd have to do crochet every day. <laughs> it has to be something you can feasibly do every day. Like, you might be like, I'm the premier expert on Raylo fanfic. Oh my God, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm struggling to think what mine might be. I've read hundreds of them, guys. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? Can I go off on a tangent quickly? Please do, because I don't have an answer. Okay, so, guys, I'm obsessed with Raylo, which is obviously Ray and Kylo Ren from the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy, which led to me being like, oh, Adam Driver's super attractive, which was a conflict in my soul because I'm only attracted to fictional 
uh, people don't actually like real life people so then i was worried that like oh do i find adam driver attractive like is adam driver who i like um and then this annoyed me because adam driver is a married man with a child and that's just weird and then <laughs> and then i watched like a few of his other films and i was like oh i like these characters as well specifically flip zimmerman from the uh black Klansman film Mwah, yes um and then I, everyone was losing their goddamn mind because his latest film is Annette, which looks like a really weird French musical type thing with a puppet. Well, but apparently there's a scene in it where he goes to town on, uh, what's her name? Marianne Cotillard's uh, pussy. He, he goes to town. Um, and so loads of fanfic started appearing in the Raylo one, which were very um, takeaway eat out uh, inspired um and I started to be like oh I don't know like uh, Adam Driver Whoa. um and I've now come to the conclusion that it's okay it's not actually Adam Driver that I like it is specifically Ben Solo Kylo Ren because whenever I think of Adam Driver I think of like the real life human um who is married with a child and I'm like oh that's a real life human I don't like that um, so there you go. I am happy and secure in the fact that I am in fact only attracted to physical characters. Physical characters? Fictional, Fictional. characters. Yeah. Um, so there was a nice little tangent for you guys on something that has been worrying me recently. And I still have no answer. So I'm gonna say, um, roasting potatoes. There we go. I'm like, even if I, uh, if I spend a year working out how to do the per perfect fucking roast potato. Yeah. I'm like, then I haven't wasted my life. You haven't. Because I'm still really good at making potatoes, even yeah. if I'm not the best. I yeah. might die at the end of the year. I, I don't think we, like, worked out what the consequences for not being the best <laughs> were. But, yeah, I want to do something where, like, I might come to the end of it and be like, hey, well, at least I learned a skill. And, like, I made a lot of people happy with all of my attempts at roast potatoes. Yeah. I'd have Maybe to get better could... at peeling potatoes, though, because Jesus, I fucking hate that. Uh, you just need to get a really good peeler. Mm. When you have a good peeler, it's just, it's fun and easy. I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoy it. It's quite therapeutic, peeling potatoes. Um. <laughs> Everyone needs a tomorrow. That's what it comes down to. Next question. What would you do for a billion dollars? I was about to say dollars. Not in <laughs> fucking America. What would you do for a billion pounds, but not for a million? Um, I'm so poor that there's probably no real difference. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, for me, I'm like, there's really... There's there's no real difference. Uh, I would do a lot of sexual acts for, for both. Nothing illegal. That's I think that's the difference. I'd do something illegal for a billion. I, in my mind, I was like, no illegal sexual acts. So oh. that's like a lot of, you know... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, in general, no illegal sexual acts. Yes. Yeah. A good catch-all. Um, but illegal activities of the general kind, yeah. Yeah. And mm. I'd do many of them for a billion. Yeah, I'm, although I'm with you, I'm not entirely sure. Because it's it's one of those things where it used to be... Uh, have you ever tr sat down and tried to spend a billion? Like, worked out oh, what I'm, you'd have to... There was that really famous... Well, famous. Famous in our circles... A Tumblr post from years ago where someone broke down. Broke down. Yeah. You've got forty-eight hours to spend a billion. This is what you have to do, 
Um, and it was you had to buy like amazing. military equipment and yeah tanks and like and um, airplanes and stuff yeah uh, and like give a bunch of it to charity for tax write-offs and um, buy a bunch of gift cards but also put loads of it into stocks and bonds and like investments and things that you can do in 24 hours because mm. you can't buy property and there's there's a lot of property and land that will take longer than 24 hours to do and this person just broke it down and i was just like wow mm. absolutely i need to have a print out of that on the off chance <laughs> it's like um <laughs> if you're ever on um personal finance reddit yeah uh, they have a couple of like standard actually this is just a general like good tip right if you are panicking about a financial thing there are a couple of really good resources. Um, if you live in the UK, Simpsons Advice Bureau is brilliant. Yeah. Um, money, um, supermarket.com has some really good um, outlines of things like this is what a mortgage is, this is what credit card is, this is how it works, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but also, um, Reddit is really good if you're American, but also has some really good stuff. They have some, the personal finance Reddit have some standard sort of FAQs for like big financial events like if you've just lost a loved one like the things that you're going to need to do and there was sort of almost a checklist of things mm. that you're going to need to check if you're about to declare bankruptcy like how that process works and yeah. they have it for different regions um and that kind of thing so I have just had a thought though um in the same way that earlier we would be watching something about serial killers and i was like well if a serial killer told me that i needed to like do a bunch of actions and tie someone up and all of this kind of stuff i'd just refuse i'd be like just fucking kill me like i'm not performing for you i feel like that same mentality would come out if someone dangled money over my head and it's like a really counterproductive stubbornness but also, and I know we're just talking about hypotheticals here, but why the fuck would someone pay, pay you a billion dollars to do anything? Right, right. I'd be like, well, this is stupid. You clearly have a billion dollars that you'd be willing to give to me. So you either fucking give it to me or you don't. I'm not pro- I'm not, a, not a performing monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and realistically speaking, if somebody's going to pay, pay, pay you a billion dollars to do something, it's going to be really dark and fucked up. Yeah. I'm just not willing to live with that. So, yeah. like, probably the answer is actually... There is nothing I'd do for a billion dollars. Yeah. Because anything that somebody would be willing to pay a billion dollars for me to do, I'm not yeah. willing to do. I'd be willing to be a sugar baby. <laughs> yeah, well, even that, I'm like, no, I've got a boyfriend that I love. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, fuck the boyfriend. <laughs> I'll be a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> if I never have to talk to you. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing. I wouldn't actually want to be a sugar baby because that would involve actually interacting with another human being and that's just... What? Absolutely. <laughs> right, next one. What song do you want played at your funeral? So we did have a bit of discussion about this yes. earlier. Yes. Uh, because we were writing out some of these questions. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have recently become obsessed with this very specific TikTok that is, it's an animated TikTok of a bowling ball rolling down like a series of levels and running over rubber chickens that sing like a really terrible <laughs> version of the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't think of anything else I'd want more played at my funeral. 
Because it's just so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that I'm just like, nobody will be able to survive through this without at least cracking a smile, and that's all I want, really. Yeah. I, on the other hand, heard the words, what song do you... And in my mind, I started to sing Corpse, um, Corpse's song, Choke Me Like You Hate Me But You Love Me, Loki, Wanna, <laughs> wanna <laughs> Date Me When You Fuck Me. And I was like, no, that's not the vibe I want at my funeral. That would be a really weird vibe. <laughs> Especially from somebody called Corpse. Yeah. Oh, corpse husband. Corpse husband. husband. Oh, I, his voice, though. Is delicious in so many ways. Yeah. Very delicious. Uh, I wish I had a delicious voice, but I sound so much like a fucking Londoner. It's upsetting to me <laughs> when I listen to the podcast. Just how much of a Londoner I sound. Yeah, I've I've got nothing. I'm like my voice gets lower, but it's not low enough to be remarkable. <laughs> um, and I just sound like a random posh English lady. I I genuinely don't have an answer though to like what music do I want played at my funeral. Fucking none. I don't care. I like the idea for you of like Flight of the Valkyries or something. <laughs> <laughs> like just something super dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. The only consideration I have ever given to my funeral is the fact that I would probably want a natural burial. Just put me in a sack and put me in the ground. Yeah. That's about it. Let the buggies do their work. Yeah. Absolutely. Feel you. <laughs> I want to be eaten <laughs> I want to become part of the ecosystem <laughs> I want to be where the people are <laughs> I want to be where the wormies are <laughs> I want to feed want to feed them protein <laughs> yeah I've got nothing right um, next question if you could disinvent one thing what would it be um so I think the sort of prerequisite we've got to go for here is as two people, we have no understanding of what inventions allowed other inventions to happen. So we're not talking about a whole stream of inventions that we'd accidentally <laughs> nah, do. I'm just getting straight in. The will. <laughs> <laughs> Consequences be damned. Yeah, everything would just... Yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, really fuck everyone over. The internet. <laughs> really fuck everyone over. Penicillin. <laughs> that would be the... No, I, I... I can't think of anything that I would actively want to disinvent. Um, Maybe... Vuvuzelas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Something that is just straight up annoying. Yeah. Vuvuzelas. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Oh, crazy frog. Oh, that was annoying. Yeah, you're right. That was like a whole two years. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, no. Crazy Frog is, is my answer. Yeah, fuck that shit. Right, next question. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I am slowly <laughs> sinking down the sofa. Yeah, <laughs> getting more and more comfortable. Uh, what's something that comes really easily to you? Oh, oh, I like that question. Yeah. Um, I'd say talking yeah. comes really easily to me. I would agree. Uh, I mean, I, I, you can give me very little notice and I can pull together something to say to... Yeah, never knowing me without an opinion. Absolutely. 
willing to form an argument based on nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that's probably, in terms of like an actual thing that I value, being able to communicate. Yeah, probably. What about you? Um. I say you've got the gift of gab as well. <laughs> You're incredibly good at listening. Um. Yeah. Oh, there you 100%. go, people. You heard it here. I feel like I feel like understanding people, but like not from a I'm just really understanding, as in like motivation. Yeah. Like getting understanding people's motivations for things. Absolutely. Um. <coughs> hypervigilance. <Yeah>. Hypervigilance. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> Hypervigilance and anxiety. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> I was thinking, like, side effects may vary. <laughs> may give you constipation or diarrhea <laughs> or death. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we're both good at talking. Yeah. Uh, in different ways, but yeah, I think it's much more. I think it's something that definitely comes to you much more naturally and easily, though. Um, I just don't know when to stop. That's the next <laughs> thing I need to learn is when to stop talking. Yeah. That's my big thing. Yeah. Big gap in knowledge. Right. Next question Tropical forest or winter wonderland? I mean. We, I think we both have the same answer here. Yes, winter wonderland. 100%. I fucking love snow. Yeah, and as as I always say, you can always put on more jumpers, more blankets, more comfy things if you're cold. But there is only so naked that you can be. Also, tropical rainforest, forest, whatever. There are so many things that could kill you in a tropical rainforest. Yeah, and like whilst I'm aware that like the cold can kill you. Yeah, I'm far more likely to have a holiday where I don't die in the cold. I feel. Yeah. Also, hypothermia just sounds like a much nicer way of dying than, like, malaria. Yeah. <laughs> or even heat exhaustion. Yep. Oh, I was watching... I can't remember what TV show it was, um, but they were... They, they ended up walking a bit with this um, other group, and one of the other group came down with heat, heat exhaustion and died within 45 minutes. Oh, my God. And it was sh- absolutely shocking, because he seemed absolutely fine. And then he went so dramatically down downhill. Wow. And just straight up died. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the program was, but if nothing else, that has sunk into me. That, that <laughs> heat is fucking dangerous. And if you're going to be walking, if you're going to be doing any kind of activity, if you're just going to be out in the heat for any length of time, you need to take care of yourself. Sun cream, lots of water. Yeah. Shade. Uh, adding to my theory that the sun is trying to kill me always. Which is such a weird opinion to have. I I stand for by an Australian. it. I stand by it. I stand by Your it. Your native land is five inches from the sun. Like how? <laughs> and that's why I don't live there anymore. That's why I left because the sun was trying to kill me. Age eight, Willa just like mother. <laughs> fetch me a plane. <laughs> I must leave these lands. <laughs> The sun is sweltering. I do not agree with it. <laughs> I have made the decision. This lifestyle is not for me. <laughs> Take the shrimps from the barbie. 
mean, the prawns. The prawns. Take the prawns from the barbie. Pack them in my suitcase, mother. We shall go to a place where the sun doesn't shine. Hull. (laughs) (laughs) All the way to Hull. Or as I told all of my friends in school, Buckingham Palace. (laughs) Quite right. (laughs) Convinced everyone that I was going to go live with the Queen. I mean, we all wish. We all wish. Actually, no. No, we don't actually. After all the shit that they've been putting Meghan Markle through. Meghan Markle through. I don't think anybody wishes they were a royal anymore. I'm so much more problematic as a person than Meghan Markle will ever be. Baths. What'd you think? Fucking hate them. What? I hate Why? baths. Baths the best. Okay, so I had actually quite a long discussion with somebody yesterday about baths. As a larger woman, the bath bathing experience, baths are not built for people who are in any way away from the average, right? So if I want to do any form of movement in a bath, it is a carefully choreographed routine <laughs> in which I have to like... Except I don't have the grace to carry that off. So like, if I want to put my head under the water, I have to like go to the side in order to let the water go down the bath and then effectively lift my entire legs out of the bath in order to get my head under the water. And then somehow it just ends up with me doing angry sit-ups in a slippery environment. (laughs) And I'm just like, as a person, I also feel like baths don't make you cleaner. I actually find them... I always come out of baths feeling vaguely sweaty and disgusting. So yeah, baths, not my thing. I love baths, but I don't ever have a bath to get clean. Mm. Um, I have a bath to put like a bath bomb and some salts and to like relax with some candles and some music and a book. Um, And then when I'm finished with that bath, I have a shower. Yeah. (laughs) So baths are like for relaxing. Yeah, me. and you're Never a proper just... water baby as well. Yeah, so you just I love. Enjoy being I in just water. love being in the water. For me, I'm just like I find the setup for the bath stressful enough, and I only ever manage like ten minutes before I'm like I'm way too hot and sweaty. I just need to get <laughs> out of this fucking room. Um, and then like I'm not a graceful human, as you may have discovered, and so getting out of a bath is a whole fucking mission as well. <laughs> like there, there has never been a time where I've managed to get out of the bath without at least half the bath water accompanying me onto the floor. <laughs> Especially as I have a long history of injuring myself. In, in showers. In yep. showers that are bath conversions. Yes. I've never hurt myself in just a normal fucking shower. But shower baths. <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> We're in the process of working out what to do with our new house and trying to get the mortgage and all that kind of stuff. And it's got a bath. And both me and James are like, yeah, we're, we're going to rip that out. <laughs> and we're just going to put it in a normal fucking shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you will, of course, then have some form of traumatic experience in that shower. I'm fine with that. Because then it's like, <laughs> I deserve it. It's a made-for thing. But I've, you know, I don't want to fucking jinx it or whatever. But I've made it 20... How old am I? 28? Yeah. 28 years without having an instant in a shower. Did you see the TikTok that you're not a spinster? Am I not a spinster? No, apparently a spinster is someone between the age of like 22 and 26. So I'm just an old maid. You're a thornback. (laughs) That sounds like some form of wild pig. (laughs) Oh, there are thornbacks out there. I wouldn't go out at the moment. 
Their tasks yeah, are anyone, mighty painful. Anyone over, like a woman over the age of twenty six who was unmarried would have been known as a as a thornback. Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, well, that sounds amazing. I want it on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed thornback. Yay! Right, is it me next? It is you. What is one thing you're a snob about? I think I'm probably a snob about the round system. Yeah, definitely. I have too many rules and they don't always make sense to me, so... I am a snob... Okay, I'm kind of a snob about theatre. But, like, not in the way where I'm trying to deny people access to theatre. More in the way where I'm like, I don't ever want to go and see a jukebox show. (laughs) <laughs> or they where i'm like count. yeah or i you know like ugh, grease fame um <laughs> pretty woman as a stage musical what things that are made for the masses in terms of like you know oh it was a it was a film from the 80s and we've now made it into a musical and i'm like fuck off <laughs> yeah i get it that is that's what i'm a snob about yeah i see that in you yeah yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think of it because you know there's plenty of things i'm picky about but anything where i'm like genuinely snobby i think i'm snobby about newspapers yeah yeah like you know i grew up reading the times and the economist yeah and so there's a certain extent to which i'm like but then i think i'm rightfully snobby about the sun and the daily mail you like, absolutely newspapers. are they are but oh you know what i am snobby about though yeah holidays oh yeah yeah i feel like i'm very middle class when it comes to holidays <laughs> do you know what i mean like it I, was, I feel like i'm struggling do. to put my finger on anything specific but it was like terrible pubs yeah um which in general is it like we on one day we had three terrible pints from three different pubs <laughs> that all tasted like cleaning fluid and i was like this isn't what i wanted on a holiday <laughs> when I started to get my back up like what the fuck guys (laughs) (laughs) but I think that I I think that then goes back to the round system that your snobbery is in general around uh, pubs and beer but the thing is I'm not snobby about beer because my favourite fucking beer yeah is a Stella Stella. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do turn my nose up at like a Foster's oh because a a Foster's is like it's just piss it is just piss uh, or a Budweiser. Oh, I'll drink a, a chill Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light, no. I used to drink a light beer. Um, but yeah, I think I probably do get a bit snobby. Not necessarily about beer, but about the way it's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was such a dick. <laughs> Greetings. Tis I, the beer fairy of judgment. <laughs> right, in any case, I think that's probably it for We're us. We're ending it on the beer fairy of judgment. Absolutely. Uh, because at this point, I've become one with the sofa. You um, are the sofa. I am. And as it's not my sofa, it's probably flying in the face of at least some form of etiquette to become <laughs> one with somebody else's sofa. Possibly a dick move. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening. We were very excited to have our first user submitted questions. So if you guys have any questions, please email us at squeak at com or send us a message on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. And... Uh, Yeah, we're really enjoying this. We hope you are too. And speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.